Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. I am really thrilled to be sharing with you today my beautiful guest. She teaches about the law of attraction, health and fitness, personal development, and family and finances. Man, I could use help in all of those areas. She has an amazing blog, an absolutely amazing blog to help you to become the best person that you can possibly be in every area of your life. You can find that blog at chooseanamazinglife.com. Chooseanamazinglife.com. She believes that there is room at the top for everyone. She is an author of the book, The 10-Minute Refresh for Moms, Less Stress, More Joy. That sounds something like something great. You can find it on Amazon, The 10-Minute Refresh for Moms, Less Stress, more joy. She wants to help people find their passion. She wants to motivate them to truly live, and she wants to support them through that whole process. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. It's very nice to have you here. And uh, and I am very sincere when I say that I absolutely love your blog. And there's one of them that I want to talk about a little later in the show. And it was one that was recently, and it was about is your obsession or neglect of your body a cover for your real pain? So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I just want to welcome you to the show. And I always like to start off with a quote. So I am going to start off with a quote from Louise Hay. And uh, this one is regarding our daily work and our daily routines. And I think a lot of times when we're dealing with us real everyday people, these moms that you've written your book for and the people that you're helping through your coaching program and teaching about law of attraction and health and fitness, that really is a lot of routine and speaks to routine. So let's just take a minute here and just really listen to the words of this quote. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I support myself and life supports me. I see evidence of the law working all around me and in every area of my life. I reinforce that which I learn in joyous ways. My day begins with gratitude and joy. I look forward to it with enthusiasm and enjoy the adventures of the day, knowing that in my life, all is good. I love who I am and all that I do. I am the living, loving, joyous expression of life. All is well in my world. Oh, doesn't it just feel good to hear those words, Nicole? Oh, I love that. I love Louise Hay. So that was like <laughs> perfect quote. <laughs> you know, what's really great is that, I, that uh, you know, I've met you two minutes ago and we've already made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we're going to have a lot in common. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you today is that I saw on your profile that it says that, you know, you basically did a transformation after your dad passed away and from that point went on to pursue your dreams. 
And I feel like there's a story there. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, so many of us get, you know, when we have grief or somebody passes away, it usually becomes a reason to become depressed or sad. But for some reason, my dad was one of my favorite people on the planet. I always looked for looked up to him and looked forward to, you know, interacting with him. But when he passed, it was super unexpected. And I don't know, it was like one of those things where I'm sitting in the dentist's office getting my kids' teeth cleaned and all of a sudden I get the phone call that will change your life. And we found out he had had heart surgery about eight months prior to this and he was doing really well, but he was one of those that liked to overdo things and try to heal faster than he probably should have. And he ended up dying on his exercise bike alone in a house separated from his wife. They had been separated for, I don't know how long. And all alone, they found him a few hours, I guess, after he had passed and his foot was still stuck on the exercise bike. And after that, we didn't have anything to prove that he like had lived. Our stepmom wouldn't necessarily like let us have access to all of his pictures or his phone or anything. And I don't even know what he had, but he was an awesome writer. He was an amazing composer. Like he had written lots of songs on his guitar and stuff growing up that I just adored. And we had no proof. I had no video footage. I had very few photos on my phone and no, no like essays or any of the things that he'd written except for a few texts and some emails that we'd had back and forth over the years because we never expect for somebody to just go like that, you know, and it's when it, when they do, we wish there's so many things that we wish we would have done. And yes. at the time that he passed, I had been going through this huge personal development journey of my own. And rather than getting really upset or depressed, I had come to the point where I figured, well, I, where I knew that everything in our lives happened for a reason and for our growth. So I was, you know, wondering what on earth could it be that, that this is supposed to teach me. And that day, I've actually not told very many people this part of the story, but the day he passed or that evening, I had been crying all day. And my husband was like, I've got to get her out of this. Like, cry mode, you know? Yeah. And he, and so he's looking on the TV for some movie or something that might, you know, inspire me or get me out of the mood. And that night he was led to, to watch The Secret by Rhonda Burns. Oh, and I, I, chills. I had never heard of the law of attraction until that night. And now I know like without a doubt that my dad led him to that movie because yes. it completely changed the entire trajectory of my life changed my belief systems, changed who I am inside, how I feel about myself. And during that time, I also, I don't remember if it was before he died or after, but I had heard the quote by Wendell Holmes Jr., I think, but mm -hmm. <laughs> something of most people die with their music still in them. Oh, yes. And oh my goodness, that was so true with my dad. He had so much to give and I, he said, he, I knew that he had so much more to give. He'd given a ton. Like I'm not discrediting what he had done in his life at all. But when I look at the way he passed, he was, he was a multimillionaire, but extremely depressed, had bipolar and you never knew what side of him you were going to get from day to day. But he was an amazing man, very generous, very giving, but he was also obsessed with work. He had his priorities kind of messed up a little bit. And he was on the verge of quitting his job or like selling all of the businesses he owned so that he could spend time with family and so that he could, you know, return to things that 
bring you more joy in life because he recognized the imbalance. He recognized how he wasn't focusing on the things that brought him more joy. He was kind of a workaholic, so to speak. And he knew that and he wanted to change. And he was on the verge of change when the, when all of a sudden it, it ended. And so I look back and I think, I love my dad, but I don't, I don't think he wants me to pass the same way that he did. And I don't think he'd want that for anyone because he wanted everyone to be happy and to feel joy. I immediately started like with the law of attraction, with the the, watching the secret, I started thinking like, oh my goodness, my thoughts become my things. My, the way I believe about myself, the way I feel is going to bring to my life more of that. So I need to change who I am. So it was like when my dad died, the dreamer in me, the child that knew that I was worth it and had self-confidence was resurrected. So I, I write about that in my book. I write about the experience of, you know, just recognizing that I can't keep waiting for someday because someday might never come. And that's the biggest lesson I took away from my dad. His someday never came because it was he was robbed of it. And I know it was for a reason. And I think <laughs> part of the reason was for me to have this rebirth, this resurrection of, of joy inside of me, which sounds so bizarre saying like my dad's death brought me joy. That's not what I'm saying. But I hope you understand. I hope you guys are just what I'm, I'm talking about here. <laughs> oh, you have shared that so eloquently. And, and I just admire you so much for taking that opportunity, you know, when that movie came on to say, you know, yes, this is my time. And even though you're in grief and even though you're mourning and, you know, you probably, probably to this day still have periods where you just go to tears when you think about it, about your father, but to be able to use that to literally change trajectory of your life and your family's life is amazing to me. And I have no doubt at all who was in charge of the remote control that night. (laughs) Oh, I know. Right. It's like, it was, it's mind boggling to look back about and and to see how much he on the other side has actually helped me more. I would even say he's helped me more on the other side than he has in actual life, which is bizarre because he was a huge part of my life. But now I, I see him guiding me in different ways because I I'm a huge believer that he's he's still out there he's, and he's very much aware of me and my journey and he wanted this to happen so i'm really excited about that well you and i could do an entire podcast on that as well you know <laughs> um i i completely understand what you're saying my father passed just over 2 years ago and uh in fact yesterday was his birthday the thing is is that since his passing things in my life just seem to be so much easier. Like they're falling into place so much easier. And I can't help but think that he has a hand in all of that and just making things as easy for me as they can possibly be and uh, sent me the love of my life as well. He was the love of my life before then and then sent me this beautiful man to marry. So I give him all of the credit for that as well. So you and I could do a podcast on communicating with our daddies from beyond. How cool is that? Wow. Absolutely. Now, I love well, in everything that you're doing, you're still staying really grounded with your family and you're a busy mom, but you're less stressed and you have more joy. On your website, it says that you have a PhD in driving, <laughs> which made me laugh because I'm sure that with uh, uh, five kids, I have five six children, now. 
Six now, six children. You do a lot of driving. So how do you find time for your own personal routine as far as, you know, your spiritual commitments to, to uplifting yourself and keeping yourself on the positive thoughts? And then on top of that, helping other people. It's a great question because what was missing before was my desire or my belief that that was worth it. Like I would spend so much time and effort pouring into everybody else that I was pouring from an empty cup. It got to the point where I was so empty and hangry all the time because I was trying to lose weight because I thought that once I lose weight, then I'll be happy and feel good about myself. But <laughs> I know that speech. That's totally a myth because <laughs> I got to that point and I was still sad and still noticed all the fat and the cellulite and the stretch marks. And I was like, what? Gold weight doesn't bring me happiness? What's this? Because that was the first thing that actually started me on my personal journey of, of growth. Because I was like, oh my goodness, I'm destroying my kids. Because our kids model our behavior more than what we say. And they were seeing me every day measure my food and complain about my body. And it was just not a good thing. So that was the other thing that like propelled me to, to change my life. So what I started doing was waking up earlier than my children, which mm -hmm. before is insane. Cause like before I would have been like, no way am I waking up at before 6am? Like mm -mm, not going to happen. I need my <laughs> sleep. Right. I honestly believe that the more beauty sleep I had, the better mom I would be. But the opposite has been true. I get in plenty of sleep now, but I wake up and do things that fill my cup before my children ever even wake up in the morning. So it started at like, I used, they get up at 6.30. So I would like, they'd wake me up. And whenever somebody wakes you up, you wake up grumpy most mm -hmm. of the time, right? You That's wake up true like, for me. Ugh, why are you ruining my dreams? <laughs> but <laughs> when, you're when you're proactive and you decide to wake up before that can happen and you tell your subconscious mind before you go to bed, like I'm going to get enough sleep today or tonight and I'm going to wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. You wake up feeling that way. So I started waking up at six. So I give myself a half hour to like read or stretch. And then I liked it so much that I started, that I like, I would just add a couple minutes every day to the point where it got up. I got to the point where I'm waking up now regularly for the past three years at 4.30 in the morning to do meditation, reading, stretching, prayer, writing in my blog and writing stuff. So I usually get at least two hours of me time before my kids even wake up. That's how I do it. <laughs> you are my hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta fit it in sometime because I've got six kids and they're all still home. I've got a baby that just turned a year old and a 16, like up to a 16 year old. And they're all involved in sports. They're all like very active people. And so, yeah, I'm, I've got a PhD in chauffeuring them around. <laughs> but even, <laughs> even those times, like I am so obsessed with personal development and learning and growth that while I'm driving, I'm listening to an audiobook or while, mm -hmm. while they're playing basketball, I've got, I'm the mom that sits by myself so I can read my book during the breaks, like when it's halftime or when yeah. they're, they do a timeout. I've always got my nose in a book, <laughs> which is so funny because before um, this whole personal development journey three years ago, that would have never happened. Like I would have been the mom socializing with other people. And I don't feel there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. I, I still like to socialize. <laughs> And I would spend my time, you know, watching movies, like reading was not even on my radar. Like who had time to read a book, you know? <laughs> right. And, and now, you wrote one. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear you talk about everything you do, it just reminds me so much of when we want something, 
we make it happen. So whether that is a making the time for your own personal growth, whether that is writing a book, whether that is taking a holiday, whatever it is, you know, taking a course, if we want it, we'll make it happen. And all of that other stuff is just excuses because you are able to form these new habits. I'm sure that there was some growing pains in the beginning, um, but now you've formed these new habits that are just part of your daily routine and you're living this extraordinary life while still being able to be a mom to your kids and enjoying your family life that way and really doing things that change the world. I want to mention your book again, 10 Minute Refresh for Moms, Less Stress, More Joy, available on Amazon. And seriously, is there anybody in the world more qualified to write a book like that than someone who has six children? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe those have eight or nine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is a huge accomplishment. Congratulations on that. Can you tell me how your blog came to be. You do it with your husband, correct? Yes. My husband and I share it. We're both obsessed with this. We're both like really into personal development and helping people live their best life. Cause once you start living that kind of feeling and you have that kind of joy, this is what happened with me. You know, like I was on this personal development journey and I didn't know what to do with all this information I was learning. Cause it was changing me so radically that I was like, I've got to share this stuff. So that's how the blog actually started was I just started writing and then I was like, well, I got to do something. Like, people have to read this. <laughs> like, I don't know how to just write it for myself. <laughs> so I looked into blogging and started that. And the more I did it, the more I was like, okay, this is more than a blog. I got to get a book out there. Like, I just kept writing and writing. And I still do it to this day because it's just a way to express myself. Like, I love speaking my truth and sharing what I learn. But at the same time, it's helping other people because oh my goodness, there's so many people out there that were like me, that were stressed out, overwhelmed, feeling guilty or like a failure or like obsessed with their body because they thought that that would make them happy Mm -hmm. to the point where I couldn't sleep at night. I was like, I've got to help all these moms out. I've got to help everyone I can, not even just moms. You know, I just, I narrowed it down on my book for that. But honestly, the 10 principles I teach or habits I teach in my book are universal. They can help anyone anywhere. (laughs) That's really exciting. So are you coaching people as well or teaching classes? Yes, we actually just started two months ago. We started our first challenge. We're doing 21 day challenges for now, which will roll into our courses. The first one was, uh, what do we call it? Fall in love with yourself. 21 days to fall in love with yourself. Um, We're working on the name for that, (laughs) but uh, we just finished it this week and we've heard some so much good feedback that we're really excited. You know, somebody said that she had paid for thousands of dollars worth of coaching and our 21 day challenge gave her more breakaways than any of her coaching had beforehand. So that really floated my boat. <laughs> yes. Well, and you know what I love too, is you and your husband working together because I find that, you know, when you have someone to collaborate with, to share that enthusiasm, you know, it intensifies the excellence. You know, yes. an example would be, you know, if, if you on your own are a hundred percent amazing, then you together are 500% amazing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally agree with that. Cause we both have like superpowers that we bring to the table. Like my husband's obsessed with the research and science behind things and really into like body, like fitness. He's so good at like getting in shape and eating healthy foods and stuff. Whereas I'm more like, let's teach people how to love themselves. Let's cuddle with them or give them, you know, mm-hmm. give them love online. And I'm really good at like helping people see their worth and recognize their superpowers. And when we come together and we're combined, it's we're a really good team. And it's really helped our marriage quite a bit too. Which is pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah. Which is absolutely, you know, the dream to be able to be doing this together. And uh, I am going to just share with you a little 
little thing that I do because I work with my husband as well. I have, we have on the back of our bedroom door. So we, you know, only see it when the door is closed or walking by with the door half open. And it's just it says hashtag Chris and Victoria. And so I'm, I'm saying for you, hashtag Nicole and Nate, <laughs> um, you know, you're creating this beautiful life for yourself and for your children. And I know that everything will balance out perfectly for you because you are doing the personal work to keep your cup full. And I congratulate you on that. Absolutely. I was looking at your blog. Oh, you're very welcome. I was looking at your blog. And the one thing that really stood out to me was I was reading through one of the articles and it says, the source of all pain is I am not enough. And this really reminded me of my Louise Hay teaching as well. The source of all pain is I am not enough. And she talked about dis-ease, you know, being D-I-S hyphen ease, dis-ease in the body, uh, when the body is not at ease and, you know, really how we're born feeling so lovable and expressing our feelings and expressing our needs. And then somewhere along the line, we come to believe that we are not enough. And can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I think this particular blog was written by your husband, so I might be putting you on the spot, but it talks about how the real pain will never go away until we learn that uh, we are enough. Oh yeah, that's the heart of our whole message because cellular level, our cells hear our thoughts and our subconscious mind has over 95% of our thoughts every day. So until you change the undercurrent or the wiring in your brain to believe in yourself, to love yourself, to recognize that you are enough, you're more than enough, you're worthy all the time, you're not going to change anything on a physical level or on a spiritual level or financial level or anything permanently until you change the rewiring of your brain. So when you you know, think that losing weight is going to make you happy. This is what I was saying earlier. I lost all the weight and I still wasn't happy. And I was like, what the heck? My inner critic came out to play. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So that was like the spurring of me. It was like the Grinch at Christmas, like maybe happiness isn't found in, you know, <laughs> and when I started researching it, I found Marissa Peer and Louise Hay. I don't know if you've heard of Marissa Peer, but she teaches all about I am enough syndrome as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a profound mindset shift that at the root of every single problem that any of us have, whether it's a love life problem, um, self-esteem, if you feel depressed or suicidal or anxious or worried or frustrated or overweight or having a problem with your children or your coworkers, all of that, like every single thing is rooted in a belief that I am not enough. Our fears are a worry of somehow I'm not enough. And a personal story that I just went through, even while I've known all this stuff and been doing all this mindset work was I had a throat problem, which is, it's so bizarre. But after I published my book, it was last April. So it hasn't even been a year yet, but I started experiencing, well, actually I'd been having these symptoms for two years. I couldn't breathe and it kept getting worse and worse. And I got pregnant with our baby. She's now a year old. So the entire pregnancy and since then, I started having really bad breathing problems. They thought I had asthma, but they couldn't give me anything because I was pregnant, you know, and then and after the baby, we finally got to test it. And they said, no, you don't have asthma. We don't have a clue what you have. And it finally got to the point where I went to a throat doctor because I was like, maybe it's like something like ENT wise. Like I wasn't sure what it was, but it was really bad to the point where when I went to the ENT, he took a CAT scan and he immediately said, you need to go to OSU because I'm in this little tiny town where our, you know, our doctor was like, I have never seen anything like this in 40 years. <laughs> so I was like, what the heck? He was like making me feel like I was going to have to have a tracheotomy the next day. Like it could be 
my deathbed. And I was so scared. And I went to the doctor the next day, like literally they assigned, they got me an appointment the next day with a specialist up in Columbus, Ohio, two hour drive. And that guy immediately said, I know exactly what you have. And it's called idiopathic subglottic stenosis, which basically means a very narrowing of my throat. So my throat was literally constricting. And because I had been doing so much mindset work and energy work and figuring out what was behind the scenes, like on a subconscious level, I knew exactly what was wrong. The doctor didn't even have to tell me that. Like I knew on a subconscious level that the throat chakra is involved with your speaking your truth. And Mm -hmm. once I started speaking my truth more, I found that a lot of the beliefs systems in my life had changed and I was scared to death of it. I was scared of the rejection of my book. I was scared that I wasn't good enough that people would read it and not like it. And I was really scared of like, I had been raised with a really strict religion and I started feeling a pull to um, change my belief system there. And that was massively big. And to the point where I was literally suffocating myself, not speaking my truth. Like, yes, I believe this completely crazy. So yeah, a month later I had surgery on my throat and I've been speaking my truth ever since. And I'm so much better. Like I couldn't have done this podcast. I couldn't have done any interviews. I, try, I have a Facebook group for moms and I couldn't do any live videos <laughs> for months because I literally couldn't breathe. It was like, and you would like listen to me and be like, oh my goodness, is she going to die at this moment? <laughs> people oh, were like, goodness. people were so worried for me. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong. But when we figured it no. out. Yeah. As soon as you me. said that, I felt the same connection that, you know, when we keep things inside, you know, and we're going through all these changes, our body does react. And especially when we are changing our belief systems. And I went through a similar experience when I released my book and can understand that and all of the fear around that. And the, it brings back, you know, all of that inner child stuff about rejection and Mm -hmm. just, there's so much going on. So I am so glad that you got the medical and the emotional treatment for that and that you're doing great now. Uh, As we thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful. I do want to just, we're going to wrap up soon here. I want to read something from your blog to wrap up, but I want people to know they can get a hold of you at chooseanamazinglife.com and your email is Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E at chooseanamazinglife.com. And you do most of your work online, right? So people all over the world can contact you. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And the book again is the 10 minute refresh for moms, less stress, more joy available on Amazon. I know for sure I'm going to get one for myself today. I'm excited (laughs) about that. My kids are 31 and 34, but anytime somebody says less stress, more joy, I'm all in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm just going to wind up the podcast today by just reading this from your blog, because I thought it was so brilliant. Um, so if you have a moment to just kind of t- take away any distractions that you have around yourself and just listen to this, it says, for me, becoming my best self physically is a deeply spiritual and emotional journey. It is more than just counting calories, choosing better foods, pushing myself in the gym, or chasing the pain of a new and novel stimulus. It is a process of self-discovery and more importantly, self-acceptance. Amen. Even after becoming a more meticulous eater and pushing myself to new heights in the gym to develop my physique, I will be the first to point out all of my body's flaws, deficiencies, and imperfections. For me, I believe the real secret to becoming my healthiest, fittest, and happiest self was when I made peace with my body. Are you ready to end the war you have raged with your body for so long? What will it take for you to finally make peace with your body? 
You are enough. You are more than enough right now the way your body is. When you are ready to let go of the real pain, you will begin to see the innate perfection interwoven in every cell and tissue of your body. It is in this space of a union of outer and inner selves that your body will naturally drift to its perfect size, shape, weight, appearance, and function without all the struggle and pain. And so it is. That is so incredibly powerful. So please do, listeners, check out the blog and uh, find out how to get a hold of Nicole and her husband for the amazing things they are doing and chooseanamazinglife.com. Thanks for being on the show, Nicole. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.